Hey there. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I think the one I recorded last week about uh, being too busy, it actually really spoke to me, and God kept reminding me of that over and over again throughout the week. And yeah, it's... (laughs) <laughs> At least I'm getting something out of it. <laughs> but if you are too, uh, feel free to drop me a note, leave me some feedback, and let me know how I can get better at this, because uh, I'm all ears to uh, make this a better listening experience for you. So for today, I wanted to tell you a few stories and, and uh, a few journal entries. And my wife is reading Prodigal God by Timothy Keller, and a few days ago she told me of a story he describes of the king and the carrot. So once upon a time, there was a king who ruled over everything in a land. One day there was a gardener who grew an enormous carrot. He took it to his king and said, My lord, this is the greatest carrot I've ever grown or ever will grow. Therefore, I want to present it to you as a token of my love and respect for you. The king was touched and discerned the man's heart. So as he turned to go, the king said, Wait, you are clearly a good steward of the earth. I want to give you a plot of land as a free gift, so you can garden it all. The gardener was amazed and delighted and went home rejoicing. But there was a nobleman at the king's court who overheard all this, and he said, My, if that's what you get for a carrot, what if you give the king something better? So the next day, the nobleman came before the king, and he was leading a handsome black stallion. He bowed low and said, My lord, I breed horses, and this is the greatest horse I've ever bred or ever will. Therefore, I want to present it to you as a token of my love and respect for you. But the king discerned his heart and said, Thank you, and took the horse and simply dismissed him. The nobleman was perplexed, so the king said, Let me explain. That gardener was giving me the carrot. But you were giving yourself the horse. That's just what I need to hear this last week. It made both my wife and I ask ourselves, like, do we serve to get something from God? Or just because we love him and because he's worthy? Like, all that we give to him, (laughs) are we really giving it to ourselves? Or are we really giving it to him? And it reminded me of a a phrase that I've prayed many times over the years. And actually, this short little prayer has been a game changer. It's really like, sometimes it even feels like some magical prayer because it always brings me back to the right perspective. It's felt that way this week, too. It's been like, when I remembered it and I prayed this prayer over the last few days, it is a paradigm-shifting thing and... And so here's a few journal entries of mine since I started praying this prayer back in 2015 and see if you can find this repeated phrase, this repeated prayer, and also think about in what areas of your life do you need to pray a prayer like this? God, I want you more than answers, especially about the future and marriage and responsibilities of DTS and and everything else panning out perfectly, I want you more. Another entry from 2015 on October 29th. Last night, God asked me what I wanted today. I felt like what I needed was assurance that I was in his will, that I hadn't missed it, that I was doing what was right. I needed to know that he would help me if I went off course, that he'd be with me 
as in the days when I brought you out of Egypt, my spirit dwells in your midst, like it says in uh, Haggai. He said he would be with me, but then I felt like he asked, is that really what you want? I realized that I didn't just want to do the right thing, but I really want to enjoy relationship with him. What I really want is with intimacy, joy, celebration, contentment, satisfaction, peace, love, hope, faith, all day long. And regardless of what I do, and even despite not feeling sure of what to do, I want Jesus more than answers. I want confidence in Jesus more than confidence in myself. I need you today. On July 27th, I I wrote this down on July 27th of 2016. Uh, It was happening after a week of just like burning out, breaking down, crying because I was exhausted and overwhelmed. And have you ever felt that way? (laughs) It was bad. This is one of the the worst um, that I've ever experienced. And and I wrote down this, this journal entry. I realized that I was focused on the problem instead of on Jesus. I wanted solutions and fixing the scheduling problems more than I wanted Jesus. That realization was the first step towards change. I will praise you no matter what. I will look to you and seek your face. I will rejoice in you. I will trust you with and for everything. I want you more than answers and solutions. I will be all right. I will walk by faith and not by sight or emotions. I will love you and love others and receive and overflow and nothing will hinder. I'll give you glory no matter how I feel. I'm yours. Let the things of the earth be dim. I look to you. My might and power have proven too little. I need your spirit. I won't force it or make it happen. I'll depend and trust and walk with you. Ah, yes. (laughs) I went home and lay down that night. I received... You said that you still value fun and rest, that rest and relationship and love and serving are still part of the simple gospel. It's not just about sacrifice. Come, be, follow me. You invite me to live by your expectations and values and trust you with the rest. You still like rest and piano and relationships and books and food and exercise and sleep. Thank you for liking me the way that I am and with what I like. I like you too. (laughs) I love you. And then I took a nap. And after I awoke, I realized I'd had a two-hour dinner break. That was longer than I'd planned and exactly what I needed. I needed to be desperate. To focus that desperation on the right thing, or, or rather the right one. And reconnect. Thank you, God, for meeting me. So good. And as I lay down to sleep later that night, my father came to tuck me in. Yay, your presence. It's so close, this relationship. Where have you been? I asked. Right here, I felt him say. Oh, you're right. You've always been there. And I I could remember time after time when he had encouraged me throughout the past week. Where have I been? I've been in the office. Non-stop work, day after day. And I felt like you led me through a time of processing how I got there. At first, I wasn't sure how it all started. And I looked back and I I could see the warning signs that I I was reading my Bible but couldn't focus or meditate. I 
Prayer time felt a bit forced or far off. I couldn't rest even on the Saturday, the Sabbath. I realized on Sunday that I'd been too busy to be there for my friend when he was struggling. I found out about his struggle later. I started asking lots of people for prayer. I wasn't being a very good coach. And and I started to have some realizations as I talked and processed with a friend. But where did it really start? Before all those things was the day when I broke down last week. There was one more homework assignment being added on, and I was already feeling overwhelmed, and it just brought me to tears of anger and despair and feelings of, I'm a failure. I can't do this. What I do will never be good enough. Those thoughts just invaded me, and those feelings just overwhelmed me. I asked for prayer. I took the rest of the day off, and in my exhaustion, I decided... I guess I just need to give up what God has taught me about valuing rest and fun and relationships and exercise and food. I am committed to staffing this YYM DTS and those other things are just need. I just need to sacrifice them for the next seven months. <laughs> I like what I wrote here. Next time I say I'm going to stop living by God's values and start living according to the expectations of others, stop me. <laughs> Don't let that slide. If it needs to happen for a season, don't let it go beyond five days. And don't let me get away with not processing it. In the days after I broke down, I shared with others and asked for prayer, and I told them, I'm processing what happened. I don't know where I came from or God's teaching me through it yet. But the problem was, I didn't take time to process it. Not until a week later, and that was a mistake. That night, my father invited me to go back to when I had similar feelings of failure way back in my own DTS, and I cried about it, and he entered into that memory to bring healing. He told me that I'm not a failure in his eyes, in my parents' eyes, or even in my own eyes, and I never will be. If I make mistakes, it doesn't change my identity. I will never be a failure. I don't need to fear that. God isn't going to give up on me or on his plan of redemption through Jesus. Since Jesus isn't a failure... I certainly am not. I praise you. I thank you for this. Isn't that just so good? <laughs> Another journal entry. These are the early days of dating. August 18th, 2018. Actually, before I asked Opal to start a special relationship with me. Me and you, late at night. Fresh surrender. I want you more than answers. Desire, love, affection, delight. I'm surrendering marriage. In five years or fifty or whatever, I have all I need in you. It isn't urgent. It isn't my identity. It's for your glory or not at all. I don't want risk. I want confirmation. I don't want brokenness and frustration and pain and conflict. I want it to be easy. But if harder is best, I embrace it. Be glorified through our marriage on the fruit we bear, and in our sanctification. I'll receive whatever you give me on trust and confident hope and excited expectation. You empower me with grace for all you call me to, and I need you so much. And I have you so completely. More, Lord, not just for changing me, my heart longs for more of you. Though I keep my awe, it's a tie for, though I can't imagine what it will look like to experience more of you. 
and in spring of 2019, I am coveting the private attention of this girl that I love. Is it unhealthy? Is it too much? Am I? Speak to me, Lord. Refine me as I respond. I just felt him fill me with love in that moment. I'm loved, and I love him. There he was by my bed, comforting me when I can't sleep, taking away all the anxiety about making decisions. Just enjoy it, he told me. God, I want to keep you at the center. Number one, I've been thinking of lots of how questions. Remind me of your why and your presence. I'd like your help with answers, but I want you so much more than answers. You've always been the highlight of this relationship. It's so not just me feeling good because she likes me or she likes what I say or do. Nay, unconditional love, seeking what is best for the other, not what I get out of it. You've got a long way to take me, Daddy. (laughs) I'll be patient with the process and enjoy every moment. Each of these memories have so much emotion tied in with them. December 4, 2019. Yesterday it was good to debrief a bit with name of my friend. After a day of changes and the video not being perfect and not getting to act. And the best part of the day was when I was feeling super tired and you, God, invited me to have my needs met in you. I sought you and I found you. I want you more than answers. All caps. I need you. Renew a longing in me for you. Not doing more so I feel good enough, but really seeking you with a heart of love, loving others out of overflow, doing things not out of have to, but get to and want to and love God and people. This is who I am. This is what I'm made for. November 15th, 2020. You have all my thanks because you have all my heart. Yesterday in the car, I prayed and sang, I want you, you more than answers, your heart more than feelings. Fill me with your love for the loss. Let me be more and more in love with you. Your kingdom first, your glory, not mine. I want you. Reveal to me my calling and the works you've prepared. Grant me wisdom to walk in them. And do you want to say anything? I felt like he sang me a little song back. Something like, I love you, my children. I delight in your frolicking. I give give good gifts to my children. When I look at you, I'm smiling. And the last one, January 2021. You aren't just useful. You are beautiful. I want you more than answers. I'm back. I'm ready to enjoy you now. And right around then, I started writing in a physical journal instead of in a digital journal where you can search for a specific phrase like more than answers and find every entry. But it continues to be a prayer that even today, even this week, is helping me focus my eyes on Jesus. I pray that it's the same for you.
If this has been a blessing to you, I encourage you, write it down. Journal about it, process what God's speaking to you, share it with someone else. They'll probably be encouraged by what God's speaking to you. And maybe God will speak to them too. I'll see you next time.